This is FTRD. We are live, ladies and gentlemen. We are back again. It's a brand new title, brand new day. This is the FTRD, the podcast. Like and share, yes, like, and, like share. and share. Like yes. and share, yes. Always like and share, man. <laughs> How's everyone doing? Uh, yeah, it's been man. a while, man, since we've been, we've been live uh, on our podcast. Uh, it's, by the way, everyone, look at this amazing poster that Rosan just did for us, man. Once again, oh, killing man. it with the designs, bro. Thank you so much, my bro. I'm so excited for this episode because we have a very special guest with us, an OG in the gaming world. And not to forget, Abang Yas, we have a permanent resident now. Eh? He used to be our copy, but now he is our main man as well. Fair, how are you doing, my guy? I'm good, I'm good. Glad to be here. Permanent oh, shift now. Permanent shift, that's right. Uh, for those of you guys out there, you know that we usually stream on Thursday. But now it's a brand new time slot because uh, we are doing more things uh, on FTRD's uh, Facebook page as well as uh, on YouTube and etc. And maybe Amang Yas, you want to share with us what are the things that uh, we are embarking on. Not only that we have fear uh, doing the permanent shift now. But we have a lot of things going on as well. So let me just uh, switch to our show our face. <laughs> I am always nervous when it comes to this part because I always messed it up. But let's try. Boom. There you have it. Yes. Hello, friends. Hello. <laughs> Why so quiet, guys? Nervous. Yeah. Uh? <laughs> All good, all good, all good, all good. Getting just excited to get this off the road, man. Oh man, it's it's been a while because uh, we've been taking a break after Milo Tape Podcast. Maybe we can uh, share with them why we actually uh, embark on this new journey, Abang Yas. Let's do it. No, I think uh, I think when me and you we first started Milo Tape, we're just technically just uh, you know, I mean, people from two different backgrounds. You know, one which is more technology-based, and then one is me, which is more gaming. I think what's been happening is that we've been working closely together, and then yep. you've kind of joined, so you've joined FTRD itself. Kind of, kind of. You are, you are, you are now part of FTRD. This is technically the, the, uh, the management team of FTRD. So because you're in FTRD, what I mean, we're thinking that, you know, maybe it's better that we all fold this under the FTRD banner, that we don't have to achieve promote two different names, you know? Yeah. And, and, it's, and it's the same thing though, guys. You know, it's, it doesn't change anything. We are all, it's still going to be the same type of content. We're still going to do our crazy stuff, you know? <laughs> and then, yeah, yeah. And, then, and, then, and then we'll, we'll do our best. Huh? You know, that's, that's, that's what we can kind of do, yeah. Hey, Fear, maybe uh, I want to hear your thoughts. Are you excited to be a part of this? It's going to be crazy, bro. Every single week, we will have to hunt for content. And uh, what do you think, bro? Uh, definitely excited uh, to be part of this. You know? And the good thing is now I get to ask questions. You know? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, as much as I've been in the scene for so many years, but yeah. there are still questions which I want to ask. 
Okay. Oh, uh, today's guest is the perfect opportunity for all of us, even the viewers, you know, to ask yep. questions. You know, uh, we'll be talking a lot about the evolution of gaming over the years. Mm. So uh, it would be great, you know, to see the crowd interacting with us as well. Yeah, man, I am excited to have you as well because uh, you, the both of you, are my 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 guru for FIFA 21. I know I've not been playing much, but yeah, man, you guys have been hustling hard for the team as well. Maybe you guys would like to share also what are the exciting things that happened to FTRD Esports uh, for the past couple of three weeks, right? It's been three weeks, am I correct, for the FUT? Is it two or three? Coming to a month. A month, yeah, exactly. But we we have uh we have Ash, we have uh Shark, which is uh Kun, we have also uh who's this uh Gen Yu, who has already been verified. Are you guys excited for them? You guys don't seem to be excited. You guys <laughs> lost the, what happened? Uh, this is this is straight up we can be and just showing us. Uh, no man, I think definitely happy for them. Uh and then Ash also hit 30 and the first Singaporean to do that. That's always a good thing also. That so is I think, crazy. Uh, yeah, that's, that was actually a pretty awesome uh, uh, stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, anyways. No, I know, I know we can't see the comments on stream yet, but actually I have it, you know, kind of up here. Maybe we can actually just, maybe I just, I just kind of speak through it. I yeah, I, I have it as well. Uh, I have it as well. I, I am, I'm not sure if, uh, Fear, can you see it on Facebook? You have to go to the Creator Studio Enable uh for you to be able to read the comments. But nevertheless, Yas and I will help you out as well and we will read out the comments as we go. So let's not waste time. Maybe fair. This is your first uh, your first task. Basically, you are the one who produced this show for the first episode. Maybe you'd like to introduce our special guest because I know you know him way longer than I do or even Abang Yas. So please, fair. Um. Okay, so we have a very special guest today. Uh, mm. So this guy, you know, he taught me a lot of things over the years you know, since I started my esports career. I first met him back in 2005. Uh, um, very humble guy, very nice guy. Uh, he knows when, when to be serious uh, with stuff, you know, when to have fun. Uh, we traveled uh, together to so many countries to compete. Wow. So, uh, he's like a big brother to me, you know, he always my back. Uh, um, that's the thing about gaming, you see, you know, like it, uh, we don't only compete for glory, you know, but we create friendships, you know, and exactly. I'm very blessed you know, to have this friendship with him. Uh, that being said, you know, his experience in the gaming industry is, is immense, you know, he has, he has over 20 over years of experience, uh, you know. yeah. he's a very well-known professional, a former professional Counter-Strike player. Wow. Uh, after that, uh, after being a player, you know, he had multiple roles in the esports industry and he's even a popular figure in the global esports scene. Like, he knows a lot of gaming superstars all over the world. Uh, and I'm pretty sure, you know, he, he still keeps in touch with all of them. And it, it's actually great, you know, to have him on, on our show. Yeah. Uh, I think we won't uh, waste uh, everyone's time. You know, we will get him in. So mm -hmm. this, this, this very good friend of mine, it's none other than Prasad. Yeah. X. Yeah. Hey Welcome guys. Show, bro. Welcome to the show, my bro. Thank you. Thank you so much for putting aside time to have this uh, conversation with us and also for the very first episode of FTRD podcast. Thank you so much for being <laughs> with us, man. 
You're welcome. I I'm glad I can be here, you know. So if anything screws up, you can blame it on me and then iron out the kinks <laughs> for the rest of your episodes. There's one comment that's really interesting. Yep. They're calling you the Singapore Shroud. Is that is that correct? Ooh, wow. <laughs> Not even close. I mean, <laughs> Shroud, Shroud streams, man. I, I don't stream at all. I, I don't think uh, I don't think he's going to be very happy with that comparison. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, can I just uh, share something? When when I was doing the uh, graphic design for this promo, right? I was telling uh, Fear that, hey, Fear, don't you think that he looks like Zack King in the picture? So, Prasad, can you do some magic for us? No, no I'm just kidding. Oh, God, that guy. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I've, I've heard that from some friends as well. The, I didn't know who Zack King was until they, they came up to me. It's like, this guy, this guy, you know I'm saying? <laughs> All right, man. Let's let's get the show started. Fear. Let's get on. Let's go. Hey, Prasad. First of all, welcome to our stream. Uh, it's nice to have you here. Uh, I'm you, sure. Man. Yeah. Um, I'm sure a lot of viewers are you know are curious to know more about you. So why don't you share you know about your gaming experiences over the years? You know, how sure. you started? Yep. Yeah. Uh... I started getting into, you know, computer games because that's what we called it. We didn't have, you know, the term esports really when we first started. Uh, when I was about 15 years old, started playing Counter Strike. I remember I was playing uh, football at the basketball court, and then uh, it started raining actually. So we went over to West Mall. Uh, the arcade was there, and then there was a land center. So we popped into the land center, and we were playing Half Life at the time. And the owner of the cafe says, hey, there's this you know, new mod out, Counter-Strike. Do you guys want to play? So we said, why not? Uh, what the heck? And it was good. It was fun. Good fun. You know, we started playing a little bit. I would play with friends after school. But it never really became serious for me um, until I went to Australia for school. I, I hurt myself pretty badly over there. Uh, you know, first time away from your parents, you want to be rebellious, you want to do everything that they tell you you can't do. I picked up surfing against wow. their wishes. Yeah, I thought, hey, you know, I'm pretty good at it. I think the third time I went out alone, I hurt myself bad. I mean, like, bedridden bad, was in the hospital for a while. So, you know, if when you're at home and you've got nothing to do and, you know, you're you know pretty far away from home, all I did was just play Counter-Strike day in, day out. Found out that I was pretty good at it. When I came back for the holidays, I started hooking up with uh, some of the, the better players and teams here. Before I knew it, uh, one of the top top teams in Singapore, uh, they were called uh, Grudgebringers, GBR at that time. They recruited me. I remember I started at like, back then we were called clans, right? So we had team one, team two, team three, and team four. I was all the way at the bottom. I was like team four. And eventually, you know, you work yourself up uh, to the point where one day they were picking team captains and they look at me and they go like, hey, you're tall, huh? you, captain. And so that, that was how they, they selected me. And when you get, you know, forced into that role, I guess you pick up a couple of things over the years. I ended up... Uh, the room, we're having connection issues. Oh, no. Is everything yeah, good? Uh, yeah, yeah, we're good, yeah. Okay. Yep. And so, you know, people started asking me to you know play competitively and one day we found out that people actually do this for a living and that they have these tournaments over in the US so you know all of us went out tried to 
ask our parents for money. My my dad, as unsupportive as he was, managed to you know get his friends together to to help us with some sponsorship, and we went to Dallas uh, for the very first time. That was my first trip to the U.S. We entered this ballroom, I think, in the Hilton, and it was just a new world. I came back from that trip. I bet you, up to this day, my dad regrets sending me there. I came back. I told him, Dad. I want to be a professional gamer. He looks at me. He he laughs and he says, "Over my dead body." <laughs> but you know, my mom very supportive. She she you know encouraged me to pursue it. And then once I started you know winning things and earning my own money and you know she they saw my my face in the papers and things like that. I guess my dad always very silently he'd be like, Hur. you know that's his his grunt of <laughs> approval, right? Um, and so that's how the story goes. So for the next 10 years, that was my life. Uh, traveled the world, played video games, tried to represent Singapore as well as I could. Back then, uh, wearing the Team Singapore jacket was such a big deal for us. I think the first time we put it on, I had my teammates, some of them were actually crying because that's how big a deal it was. These days, I think you get to slap on the Singapore flag on just anything. So <laughs> I, I don't think it means as much to the kids these days but back then like like Fernos 2005 when we did the World Cyber Games in Singapore it was a huge deal for us and so after you know I, I, I called time on my playing career I did a lot of consultancy for companies um, who were interested in esports but had no idea how to get in there and in that time you know I was also offered roles as an analyst I got a you know, a chance to be on the desk at DreamHack India. That was an eye-opening experience for me. I've had the experience with uh, organizing a lot of tournaments. I think the one that I'm most proud of uh, was a, a women's event called Divina. And we can you know, talk a little bit about that yeah. later. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, all, all the different kinds of roles, right? Player, analyst, tournament organizer, consultant. I, I've spent spent the past 20 years kind of just enjoying my work, not really, you know, chasing financial success or anything. Uh, and I've been blessed. A lot of opportunities, a lot of friends made over the years. Like, you know, first mentioned earlier, up till today, I've got lots of good friends around the world. You know, I, I'm, I'm never worried that I'm not going to have a place to stay, you know, if something happens in some country. Uh, and then now, after 21 years, uh, I own my... Well, I've co-founded uh, a brand with some very good friends uh, from the esports industry, and I own my own esports team as well, asking questions. So, you know, I, I think the the one question I always get when I tell people that I own a, a esports team, they're like, "Oh, you know, what's the name of the team? Is it Team Titans?" Uh, because that was the name of the team back then. That we were the best team in Southeast Asia, at least ASEAN. We had a rich history starting, you know, out in China. And people always ask, why, why did you not bring that, that team name back? I think it's very simple. Back then, we aspired to be professional gamers. That chapter is closed. These days, if somebody tells you they're a professional gamer, you don't go, what? You go like, oh, okay, what game do you play? Uh, I see, how much money do you earn? It's a normal thing. So I was glad to be part of that generation that, you know, helped pave the way. Uh, for esports, and so now the team is actually called uh, Asking Questions. Wow! And, and the, the reason we picked that name um, 
it, it started off, you know, as like a fun thing. We just wanted to be the team that went around testing people. Mm-hmm. We want to be like, you know, we want to be the ones asking the questions. And at the same time, it was kind of asking ourselves whether, you know, us old has been still had it. Um, mm-hmm. But now, you know, it's a younger, younger generation, very motivated. Um, and I'm, I'm hoping to be able to support them on their journey. Hopefully, they'll have a much smoother journey than I had. Their 20 years is going to be, you know, a lot more successful than my 20 years. Cool. Wow. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, whatever perception is true. Um, I mean, for all the viewers out there, you know, um, this guy here has got lots of experience. Uh, once again, if you have any questions, please don't hesitate to ask. Uh, anyway, Prasad, um, here to add on further. Um, you've been in the scene since late 1990s, early 2000. Am I right to say that? Yeah. Um, I think let's talk a bit about on the evolution of gaming, you know. Um, mm. As you mentioned earlier, you know, it wasn't called eSports back then. Um, how has gaming changed over, you know, the last 20 years and how do gamers tend to benefit these days compared to back then? I mean, back then, you know, we don't really have technology to help mm. us out. Um, and I'm sure, you know, there are viewers, you know, who who are blessed you know, to have this technology these days, you know, but they do not know how to use it properly. So, sure. yeah, maybe you will want to touch on that. Yeah. Uh, I think back then when we were playing, you're right, you know, we used ball mice when we first started. Imagine yeah. telling a you know, a player these days that we use ball mice, they'll probably freak out and, you know, say there's no way you guys could have been good using stuff like that. <laughs> uh, maybe we won't, but... I think what we did have was we were willing to play for anything, anything and everything. Uh, today, I, I read this newspaper article about, uh, I think, how Floyd Mayweather was talking and complaining about how there are too many bo- boxing titles these days, too many titles. Like You can never tell who's the king of you know, any one um, division. And Mike Tyson and Roy Jones Jr., these guys are old school, right? They came out and said, what nonsense is this? Whatever there is to play, whatever there is to fight for, we want it. You tell me there's a belt for, you know, you know, some restaurant or whatever. It doesn't matter what it is. I'll, I'll come out there and I'll fight you for it because I want to be the best. I want to win everything. And I guess that's the mentality that the, the older uh, players had, the older generation had, because there was very little to play for. So whatever you put in front of us, even if it was for $10 or just bragging rights, we'd be out there. The advantage that we have now is that gaming is a lot more accessible and when we say gaming it's it's a it encompasses a wide thing you've got your phones and your pc you've got your consoles you've got so many different mediums and it's accessible and that's fantastic for me i think that's fantastic some people might say oh you know playing uh, console games or playing certain games on your phone you know it's not esports i i agree it's not it's not the same thing but it does help to grow that ecosystem. So what we have now is many people who know and understand what gaming is. They might not play the game that you're playing, but if your game is easy enough to, to watch and understand, you have a fan, you have a spectator. So bringing all these people into the industry, uh, you know, people who would normally not be interested in gaming can only be good. Uh, now sponsors 
you know, they look at esports as the new marketing medium. And so for people who are at home and just getting into esports for the first time, if you are good at it or you enjoy playing it, if you have content, you want to say stuff, my advice to everyone is don't worry about getting it perfect. Don't worry about, you know, making a good show out of it. Just go out there every single day, stream, put your content out. Eventually, you will figure out how to get better at, at anything you're doing. I think one of the biggest regrets I have is that I didn't dare to fail enough as a, as a game. I lost a lot of games, for sure, and I learned a lot from it, but it never really clicked in my head till I was like in my late 20s, close to 30, that you know, I, I made most of my progress because I failed. So any gamers out there, you know, don't, be, don't be too worried about the content that you're putting out. Don't be too worried about taking part in a competition. Don't be too worried about you know, letting your views be known because you're afraid of what people are going to say. Don't worry about that stuff. Make the mistakes. Make as many as you can. You guys are young. We are in a very wonderful, big, forgiving industry. You know, people will people will forget whatever blunder you make within a couple of days, right? So, go out there and make some make some content, guys. Maybe before we go to the next question, uh, let's read out uh, some comments that we have. It's kind of interesting to see what they, they are putting out there. We have one from uh, Shaofi Saudi. Damn, your voice so soothing, bro. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you. And then we have one say, hi, Yas. Uh, and then uh, we also have, okay, we have one question right here. Sharul Izami, how do gamers get scouted usually? Maybe this one, uh, Prasad or Fear, you can embrace us. Uh, I will let Prasad answer this question. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think it's a lot harder to get noticed these days because, again, we've got such a wide talent pool, right? Mm. Depending on the game that you're playing, I think people always forget at the end of the day, winning is what counts. Uh, I think a lot of people have tried to do the shortcut where... You know, if I'm entertaining or if I have some X factor thing, then people are going to notice me. They're going to want to bring me into their team. I can tell you that lasts as long as a fortnight, maybe, because, you know, <laughs> clowns are funny for, you know, a week. They're not funny for, for a um, year, right? That's true. So, I love that, man. I love the feeling of that. <laughs> talent, you know, you guys got to really put the numbers out there. What I would have done, if, you know, if I was a player competing today, if I had no team, I had nothing out there, I would play a ton. Uh, even say, I'll use Counter Strike as an example because you know it's the game I'm most familiar with. All the games that I play online, all my pickup games and things like that, I'll go and clip it. I will go and put it up online. I'll let people. I'll create my own highlight reels and put it out on Facebook. I'll throw it out on Reddit. I'll put it out on any single forum and pray that oh somebody appreciates what they see. And, you know, hopefully that goes viral because you need to be noticed. You can't just say, I'm such a good player. Why is nobody playing with me? You could be a great player, but I mean, if you're not opening your mouth, then people are going to assume you're mute and nobody's going to want to play on the same team with a guy that's not making any noise, right? Yeah. So it's so easy, man. Even an old dude like me gets to do it. Just clip your stuff, throw it up on the internet, let people see what you got, right? I mean, obviously pick the good stuff don't just put everything out there but it is probably the fastest way to get noticed make your own content there you have it Cheryl I hope uh, Prasad have uh, answered your question 
Abang yes, you wanted to ask something just now before I. Yeah, I just I just wanted to ask about you know Counter Strike as a game. Mm. I think one of the things that I've always uh, you know always wondered about Counter Strike is the longevity, right? You know, Counter Strike has been literally been uh, from a, as as an esports is probably about twenty as, as long yeah. as you've been esports right now. Yeah. You know, it's not like Fortnite. You know, it's not like you know uh, those kind of games that you said, right? So. You know, maybe speak on the on why on why it's been so popular for so long and your experiences in actually you know playing that game. Yeah, I think the in one word, simplicity. We look at all the sports that have endured over time, right? Basketball, put the ball in the net, score the point, win the game. Football, even even games like uh, like th- those are simpler. Then you have games like say rugby, uh, cricket. Rules are slightly more, you know, complicated. But once you get the hang of it, it, it's pretty simple. With other games that come out these days, it's not as simple as if I, you know, put more points on the board, I'm going to win. They had so many different things in order to try to stand out. But when you overcomplicate something, I mean, fancy is good, right? Fancy is great until fancy is broken, and then nobody wants to play it anymore. So I would say the reason why Counter-Strike has endured so long is because it's, it's very simple. You have the same playing feel every single time you go in. Just like when you step on a pitch, you're given the same items. All five people there have the same abilities. Nothing is different. Two feet, you know, good, good sense, and then you get to play a good game of football, right? Same thing with Counter-Strike. Everyone has access to the same items. Everyone has the ability to do the same things. And... People appreciate that. You look at a lot of the other games today, abilities and, you know, oh, we need this type of player, or that type of player, and that type of player. In an FPS game, that lack of simplicity, after a while, people get bored of it. Cool. Awesome. Um, I have a quick question for Prasad. Um, because I think most of our viewers, you know, they actually play FPS games. Mm-hmm. Um how do you actually train to get good in an FPS game? Oof, that's actually a very hard question, you know, <laughs> because, and and I'll say this, even though you know, a good a good friend of mine works works for you know a company that does stuff like this. You'll see a lot of these aim training programs, right, where you go and you test your reflexes and oh, how fast can you click this and that and that and that. I am a firm believer in repetition in what you're actually going to be doing. So all of that is fine and well, and it looks really fancy. But to me, that's the same as, say, being able to juggle a ball 100 times, right? It might look very impressive outside of the game, but in an actual match, what is your 100 ball juggling going to do for me in an actual match? Is it going to score me more goals than the opponent? I don't think so. So mm-hmm. I would honestly say get into an actual game. I mean, before that, do your prep work. Make sure you know your angles that you're taking. Make sure you know how the, the grenades are going to land. Make sure you, you have all your strategy mapped out before. Take the time to watch the game film. But a lot of your time is going to be spent in-game grinding the things that you prepared outside of it. So say you, you watched a, a demo of a really, you know, famous player or somebody that you really admire and you're like, oh, wow, I learned something from that. Okay, when you play your game, practice that thing, right? Make sure you get good at it. See what situations it's going to work, what situations it's not going to work rather than, ah, okay, this thing is great. 
and then you go into the game, maybe one round out of 30, you, you use that thing instead of practicing it for all those 30 rounds. Right? You have to be very specific about what you practice. When you're done with it, remember why you failed. That will help you yeah. more than knowing, oh, why you succeeded. So keeping records and practicing very specifically, I think, helped the most in uh, an FPS game. Hmm. That's an interesting point as well. Like, uh, you need to have someone that you look up to and watch the way they play their game in order for you to also improve in a way when you play uh, that game. Maybe Prasad, you can share with us, like, uh, uh, there are a couple of people who look up to some gamers. How about you? Hmm. Do you have someone that you actually look up to and, and, and study their play and uh, to improve your gaming? Oh, yeah. Uh, I think back back when I was competing, of course, they were like, you know, great players. And I would look at them. I'll give you an example, like guys like Neo. Uh, Neo is arguably one of the, the greatest Counter-Strike players of all time. Doesn't matter the version of the game. He's mm-hmm. arguably the greatest. And back when I was playing, I always admired how he could move so well in the game. But I looked at him and I was like, wow, there's so much I could learn from this guy. If I really put the time into it, I meant like hours on every day practicing my movement, maybe I could become as good as him. And I learned certain things from him, but very, very quickly I realized he and I are different players, right? Mm-hmm. He's not the kind of guy that I can emulate. Mm-hmm. My role in the team as the, the captain, as the caller is completely different from him, which was the superstar, the guy who, you know, did his thing. But watching a guy like that helped me relate to my players. I, I looked at my guys and I'm like, you're the superstar. I see the similarities. I understand and I could help my players and I say like, hey, you know, he does this little thing here. I think you could add that to your gameplay. So watching people for me has been great, but no identifying and, you know, saying early on, like, okay, that, that's probably not going to be my, my style was also mm-hmm. very important. And it helped me a lot with dealing with my players and managing my players. So, yeah, I mean, Philip is, is a, as a friend. Um, back then, I, I never ever thought we would become friends, but he has been such a good friend. Uh, even my team earlier this year, we were all supposed to go to Poland to uh, basically live and play there. They were going to train in Europe. I mean, you gotta, if you want to be the best, you got to train with the best. Yep. And as luck would yep. have it, this COVID thing happened. And to add fuel to fire, the city that we picked, which was one of these like very, very Ulu places in, in Poland, happened mm-hmm. to be the first city in all of Poland to have their first case of COVID. Wow. <laughs> so we, we had to cancel plans. Everyone, you know, is staying home now. And, you know, we've been stuck here for the past eight, nine months. But yeah, uh, I, I think it was a great point that you made. Emulating someone or having somebody that you admire and following them is, is a shortcut, I guess. You improve a lot faster when you can already see how it's supposed to be done. Can you speak a little bit on in, on your role? Because you said that you're the caller, right? You no, know, the caller yep. in uh, Counter Strike is literally to me. I guess the the I mean that's like the quarterback in NFL, right? In American football, in many ways, right? It's a it's a it's it's a role that has a lot of weight, you know. Uh, and so so how do you approach that? And how how do you get to that to that role? You know, and and why why were you great in that role for your team? I think I had the benefit of having some of the best players in the region on my teams let's let's get that out of the way first i was very blessed with that you know you can be like the most amazing caller but if you've got shit teammates then at the end of the day no one's gonna you know 
cross that finishing line for you, right? Yeah. Uh, so I had very great, very, very good players. Like, in my opinion, some of the best. That was one. Uh, I evolved over time. When I first started, uh, I mean, now we're talking here and I'm smiling, but I had a reputation of being a, a real hard ass back then. I was very, very driven to succeed. I remember I broke up with my first girlfriend over, like my first real girlfriend over this. I told her, look, I want to become a professional player. I'm sorry, I'm going to have to break up with you. And you can imagine at that time, you know, 16 years old, her mind is just like, you want to break up with me for computer games? Like her mind was just like, blown. Um, but that, that, that was how driven I was. And I really wanted to win. But I was such a hard ass, I refused to listen to anybody else. It was my way or the highway. You listen to what I say. I don't care what you have to do. I'm the leader. Follow me. Mm. But then you lose. You win some, but then you, you lose. And over time, over the past 10 years, my style has changed dramatically. I've taken a lot more input. I quickly look for the value in players. I assign them roles very, very quickly from the get-go. And I think it is all that losing that has helped me evolve. And it transfers to, to my day-to-day -day life now as well. When I deal with the people I work with, my staff, it's, it's different. I, I am less of a hard ass. I'm much more uh, willing to listen. At the end of the day, I'll, I'll still you know, be like, okay, no, I think it's a bad idea. But I always listen first yeah. these days. So I think back then, uh, my, my hard ass got us maybe you know, a quarter of the way. And then after that, it was the opinions of my teammates being able to know, ah, there's a strength here. There's a weakness here. What can we do with it? I learned to manage people through Counter-Strike. I always say it was the best education. Forget university. This was the best education of my lifetime because I learned to deal with people. Uh, we have one question from uh, Facebook. Uh, Ultras Pro Esports. What's the best age, the peak age, to be an esports player? Prasad, maybe you can share with us with this. Peak. I, I'm a, I'm a firm believer. Like you can see the weight set behind me and stuff. <laughs> you know, from a, from a very young age, when we started playing Counter Strike, I was obsessed with performance because we were all the way here in Singapore, and the best guys were in. Europe and North America, we couldn't even compete well with our friends in Malaysia. Like mm. back then, internet connections were bad. So in my mind, we needed every single advantage. And the only thing I could think of, because I considered it a sport, was physically we need to be better. So I, you know, I googled a lot of stuff about nutrition. You know, I remember even then we would not have heavy carb meals before games because we knew it made us sleepy. We would do protein bars, just any little thing that would give us that edge. From what I know now, I would say from the ages of, you know, whenever you're born up to you're about 12 or 14, try to go out there and play as many different kinds of sports as you can. Don't stick to one. Do it all. You don't, don't specialize. Don't specialize in anything till you're 14 because you're going to pick up so many valuable skills, hand-eye coordination, uh, the ability to communicate, how to work in a team. And then once you're 14, once you can you know, commit to something, I guess. Uh, I don't know if, if, if that's true. I don't know if 14-year-olds these days can commit. But still, <laughs> at, after the age of 14, go for it, right? Try it out. Say, okay, I think I want to compete. It doesn't matter the game. Dota 2, League of Legends, 
uh, mobile legends, whatever it is. That's when you want to focus on it. After you've had a bit of experience, uh, you know, picking up different skills from different games, 14 is where I would say is, is, a, is a great place to start. Wow, that's young. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and you know, esports is very much a young, young man's game, they would say. You know, and, oh, yeah. I mean, the peak is, is, is so young. And I, 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 this is just another question that's. And I'm sorry if I'm taking some of the questions from your. No, no, it's fine. Go ahead. Things are just coming to my head. So, one of the things that I've always talked about, you know, it's the preparation of someone who's, 14, let's say, you say the age is 14 to start into esports, you know. And they get, get, they get pushed into stardom, they get pushed into fame at such a young age. You know, you know what's your thoughts on, you know, when you were, you know, roughly around the age or slightly older, mm -hmm. you know, how do you, how do you, you know, uh, how, how do you, you know, take, take all of this in, you know, and, and, and be as mature as you possibly when you're not technically at that age yet? You know, how do you, how do you overcome that? Because I think this yeah. is issues i find with esports because of such the young age that they're, they're, they're bringing themselves into it yeah I, th I think that is one of the biggest problems that we have these days because like you said you know esports is a young man's game that's not to say that the older players can't hack it i think there are many players you know 29 30 and, and they're still holding their own it's got nothing to do with age but uh, a lot of young people are flooding the market right now because they see this potential to do something well and Strangely enough, back then, we didn't have this problem with social media, right? But we did have forums. We did have forums where people would talk about our games, and you could either read a lot of hate, or you could, you know, hear people say nice things about you. I don't know why it was, but I instinctively knew it was a distraction for myself and my team, and I actually banned all my teammates from ever reading the forums. I said, there's none of this. I don't care whether we've won or we've lost, we are not reading this. It's the same reason why I always told them, you know, well, you know, once, once I got wise to it, we're not cheering for every round that we win. I understand hyping yourself up and stuff, but imagine you start losing rounds. That effect of being knocked down is going to be all that, all that harder. I was very lucky to have my dad, who was a negative ninny. He's always, look, this is not going to work out. Look, you got to find a real job. Look, you know, he was always there to, you know, keep me, keep me um, level. And I think it's, it's very important for parents to realize that your role uh, is to guide. It's to keep them you know, safe. It is not to tell them they can't do something or that you can do whatever you want out there. Let them, let them make their own mistakes. Because again, the more mistakes they make, the better they're going to get at something. But I think parents really are just there to, to guide you. That's what my mom always did for me. She was like, oh, you know, you can do better next time. She never ever said, oh, you're going to be world champion one day. Uh, but, you know, she, she, she kept it there. She, she kept me in, in my lane. And I will always be grateful for that. So to answer your question, if you're 14 years old, if you have a 14-year-old kid who is, you know, up there in stardom, keep them in their lane, right? Be, be with them, support them. It's hard being a parent. This this is just how it is in 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 this day and age, right? There's that additional level, additional layer that you have to deal with. Parenting in 2020, 2021 is is not a job. I wish I <laughs> I, I have, man. Yeah. Uh, okay, maybe we can take uh, one more question here. Uh, Ultras Pro Esports said that development is important. 
I agree. And there's one more here from Ju. What's up, Ju? Uh, do you feel nervous before or when competing? If yes, then how do you stay calm and compose? I think this is an interesting question because I would like to know as well. How do you stay calm and compose uh, during competition, Prasad? This is uh, this is this is something I tell my players until now, and you know most of them don't believe me until they try it as well. Mm. Um, I, I mean, like everyone, you've got nerves, right? Uh, the night before, you can't sleep. The next day, right before the game starts, you've got butterflies in the stomach, in your mm -hmm. stomach. Now, this whole butterflies in your stomach thing—it's a real thing, right? You actually feel it right there. It's all in your gut. Yeah. So, I used to do this thing where I would just shout really, really loud, like expel all the air in my lungs. And we're talking about like in a public place where the game is going on, right? And my opponents can hear me, you know, yelling like a like a madman. But I I didn't do it to scare them. I didn't do it to hype my team up. I was doing it just to get all the air out. And I paused. I breathe in through my nose, and I'm calm. I mean, you've got your your different nervous systems, right? You breathe mm -hmm. in through your nose. It's you, you you stay calm. You breathe in through your mouth. You're gonna raise your cortisol levels. Yeah. So I get all that air out. And then we start breathing in through our nose, a couple of deep breaths, and we're good to go. I think a, a big mistake a lot of people try to do to get the nerves away is to, you know, tell your teammate, yeah, yeah, you know, hype yourselves up. Like, oh, it's going to be fine. Oh, it's easy. Don't worry about it. We got this. Yeah, you know, just do what we practice. In my experience, that is, that's like trying to fake it till you make it. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's, I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't advise that. I advise getting rid of, you know, whatever you have in here, in your gut, get it out of your system. Breathe in nice and slow. You've already done all the work you need to do before you've sat down in the server. Now go in, get it done. Yeah, I have to agree with that. Maybe maybe that's the reason why, you know, when you watch a rugby match, right, they do the haka before before the, the match starts. They, they let out all of the steam before they, yeah. I think I'm I sure hope, that's I part hope. of it, yeah. Yeah, I hope that uh, answer your question, Ju. Thank you so much for the for the question. Fair, you've been very quiet. Come on, my guy, what's up? Yeah, everybody's <laughs> been asking him questions. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay, um, so I think he did mention earlier about uh, this Divina series, you know, which uh, Prasad uh, actually came up with this idea. Um, I know what the Divina series is. Uh, uh, perhaps Prasad, you want to share, you know, with our viewers, you know, what Divina series is and yeah. how, how did you actually get this idea? Okay. Well, first of all, the idea wasn't mine. Um, the idea was uh, from the colleagues that I have right now over at Vaxi. Uh, they wanted to do something for women's esports way back. This is like in 2012. They had already started um, coming out and, you know, trying to support women's StarCraft tournaments, for example. Uh, and they made products specifically um, for um, that that tournament and, you know the idea that people always got oh you know they're trying to make money by creating you know certain colors that these women are going to use that couldn't be further from the truth because there were f so few female gamers at that time so who do you think is going to buy the mice it's ben right and we made it those colors because it would be awkward you know seeing men use you know i guess non-traditionally uh masculine <laughs> colors it was to bring attention to what was going on in women's esports, which was basically a lot of inequality. As far back as, or rather as recently as, you know, 2018, 
I remember going to a very big event and up on stage, you have the men playing and there's an equally big tournament where the women uh, were competing as well. They were using different equipment. They were you know, playing in the back near the garage doors, which were opening and closing all the time. And I was just sitting there and wondering like, what the hell is going on? Like, why, why are things like this in an industry where we don't you know, have to have any kind of segregation, where we don't even need to have men and women compete in different leagues? Why is this happening? And so when the opportunity came up, I think in 2019, to, to I guess, run a full-scale version of the concept that they came up with, and I, I jumped on it. I was so glad to be, be part of it. Um, we, we held it in China. Uh, it was for, for Counter-Strike. We held it for PUBG as well, actually. And after we ran the Counter-Strike event, uh, a very good friend of mine, uh, Ramona, uh, her nickname's Goldfish. She's a female player from Malaysia. She actually got a professional contract uh, with one of the biggest uh, Chinese organizations. So hang on one second. I think uh, my, there we go. And uh, it, for me, that was, that was the success of it. Not how many people watched it, not how many people you know, uh, came to know about it, but the fact that we managed to get an aspiring female gamer, a professional contract, that was what Divina was all about. It was a stepping stone, like a, a bridge right, for aspiring female professionals. And I was very proud to be part of that. Um, I, I still remember going up on stage to you know, present the check and I'm thinking, I, I remember I had a flashback moment there. Yeah, this, this, this is the one. I had a flashback moment. I was thinking, my goodness, how old am I that now I'm the guy up there giving that boring uh, speech that, you know, as a player, I always hate it as a player. I was just like, give me my money now, right? That's what I wanted. And so it, it took me back. But I, I, I feel very fortunate have been part of it and it's actually something that i think everybody in the gaming community today needs to to be very vocal about you know if, if you see any kind of sexism on the service you know your friend is making a joke it, it doesn't matter what it is guys you got to call it out right? yeah. you can't let stuff yeah. like this slide trust me you guys might be 15 16 or 20 or you know 25 single no kids but when you have a daughter, mm. when it is, yeah. you know, suddenly personal now, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, I know. So there's a, a famous Counter-Strike team, you know, they were dubbed the Golden Five. All of them have daughters now. My, my, my friend Zanver, who is, you know, our designer who has come up with all these original amazing mouse designs, he has a daughter. My friend Eric, he has a daughter everybody has a daughter so you know and all these are guys who have been involved in the gaming community and when i speak to them you know in private believe me we do talk about oh we wish we had said something or we wish we had done more because now that we have daughters we're even more concerned mm -hmm. you know we wish we had set that 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 landscape proper back when we you know had a bigger voice and so guys you know it could be your girlfriend, it could be your cousin, it could be your sister, it could be your you know, future wife, daughter. We got to do something now, right? If you see something, come out and, and, and say it, right? 
I think yes, you you mentioned the other day about how there's so many scandals these days in, in esports yeah. when it comes to you know uh, sexual inequality or you know sexual uh, inappropriate sexual behavior. Yeah. I think in an industry that's as young as esports, we've progressed a lot faster than more traditional you know uh, industries, even traditional sports, uh, yeah. Hollywood. I think we've we've progressed a lot faster. But that doesn't mean that you know we should be sitting on our butts and saying, ah, oh, you know, we've done enough. We got to keep pushing. Every single day, we got to keep pushing, and it is something that I find myself doing more and more, even outside of the game. I, I'm becoming more sensitive to things people say. I mean, a joke is a joke sometimes, and I get that. But sometimes we also need to sit back and go, maybe that shouldn't be an acceptable joke anymore in this day and age. Because I always think back again. Now my sister has a has a nephew, and I look at him. I'm like, I'm sure you're going to be playing, you know, video games at the at the rate you're going. If I ever, you know, catch you saying something inappropriate, or if I, you know, ever find out that you behaved badly, I I don't know how I'll react. I mean, I I'll be mad for sure, but like I'll probably be more disappointed in myself that knowing all these things, I didn't step in early to you know guide him. The right way, so you know I don't know how many dads there are watching. I, I don't know Wait how many minute. women there are. Oh, there you go. Oh, yeah. So you know, <laughs> I we, we, we got to. <laughs> oh, see, so you guys, you guys can relate. You yeah, know, I course. I feel you, bro. Yeah, I, I, fire up. You know, like <laughs> hey. <laughs> I think where I'm also pretty interested in is also like esports is in a very unique situation in the sense that unlike unlike normal traditional sports. Like you said, there's no need to actually have segregation when it comes to games. You know, the women can compete together with the men in the same tournament, but we don't see that. You know, I I, I don't see like for me like the 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 esports of our choice is FIFA, right? But we are starting to see a lot of FIFA streamers who are women, but we don't see FIFA uh, people who play FIFA compet uh, women who play FIFA competitively and mm -hmm. things like that. And I think I want I would like to kind of change that. You know, I I, I hope that changes. Uh, you know, in the future. You know, I hope that you know as like you know like with with me and Rao is an example where we have kids. You know, like for me, my my I'm 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 exposing my daughter not just to the usual things like Barbies or, but she she plays games. She's actually pretty good at it. She's pretty good at <laughs> what's that game that was so popular? Like, I actually forgot the game. Uh, one, the, the funny. No, no, not Overcooked. The other one, the the one that was like super hot on on PS for what? Was it Fortnite? No, what? not Fortnite. No, no, no. Uh, Fortnite. Fortnite. Fall guys, yeah. Fall guys, yes. Fall guys, yeah. My, my daughter is fantastic at fall guys. Like she knows <laughs> guys really, really well. So I mean, like when they're young, they're like a sponge. You know, they can, they can, they can really take things in at their age, especially at their age. My daughter's four. You know, she's very, very quick. You know, at, at learning things and picking things up. So I'm exposing her to that. You know, I'm exposing her to things that you know, there's not technically traditionally supposed to be for girls. You know, because I I don't believe that. My thankfully, my wife also doesn't believe that. You know, we believe in letting her explore as much as she wants. You know, she likes games. Let her like games. It's totally fine. Even if she likes Fortnite, let her like Fortnite. You know, uh, but but yeah. So we, if if we are moving them to that road, you know, there could be a possibility, and I don't know that she yeah. she got delving into in into esports or you know streaming and things like that. And and like you said, man, I want to. I I hope that when she gets to that stage, you know. The, the gaming, the gaming, uh, there's the gaming society in general, the gaming community in general has changed. You know, yeah. there's more acceptance towards her. 
you know, coming in. You know, nowadays when people look at a female playing games, it's a lot better now. But I remember, like you said, you know, in probably five, six years ago, not just far, you know, they'd be yeah. like, huh, women playing games, you know, let alone just, you know, just, just at the start, just playing, not even competitively, they'll look at uh, a woman differently, you know, for playing a game. You know, they'll say that they're tomboys, or they'll say that, you know, they're not, they're not feminine enough, you know. To me, that doesn't really matter. I, I think that, that that isn't the case. That isn't true. So, yeah. you know, hopefully, hopefully that just changes, you know, uh, you know, in, in, in the future. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, maybe before we move forward, a special shout out to all the dads out there uh, who's yeah, been sure. giving special shout out as well on Facebook. Uh, Ian Sulaiman, I'm a dad here. Uh, Jason Martin, I have a daughter too. Yeah, man. I feel you, bro. Both uh, Yas and myself, we have daughters as well. So we yeah. we, we really feel what uh, Prasad just uh, shared with us earlier on. And thank you so much to all of you guys uh, who are still with us on Facebook. And please don't uh, don't stop sharing because I think we have something really interesting here uh, that we are sharing. And I also like to say thank you so much to Prasad for actually sharing your thoughts. And it's been awesome so far. And let's not slow things down and continue moving forward. Uh, <laughs> maybe I have a question like, You've been a gamer, you've been a leader in leading your team in the esports world, Counter-Strike. Uh, so maybe I just want to know, um, what was the transition like uh, from being a gamer to someone who is creating something for gamers or also, uh, like you shared with us uh, hmm. the other day, it's not really for gaming, but it's for, you know, maybe you can share with us, how was the transition like? Like, how do you get that inspiration? inspiration to like i want to create this yeah sure so i think it was very simple um honestly we didn't have any grand ideas about it life happens right we used to spend 12 15 hours a day on esports watching playing coaching we used to spend so much time on it but as time went on uh, all of us were pursuing slightly different things. Mm-hmm. We had other businesses, we had other family commitments, and we just found ourselves spending less time on esports. And so when we decided, you know what, we're going to create this new company and we want to you know, take our esports know-how and put that into products that can help people improve the quality of their everyday life. It was, it was a simple idea. And then when we left, we were like, but you know, we still love esports. What can we do? You know, all along our journey in esports, my, my team and I, um, it has always been about giving back. Mm. Of course, it's a business, we need to make money, but we knew that if we didn't give back, then there's no ecosystem, we would die out as well. And so we always tried to sponsor as many events as we could. We tried to, you know, give back to the gamers and the players. And so when we did Vaxi, we said, how can we carry on doing that? Mm. And then it just hit us. Why don't we work with like-minded individuals who really have a passion for giving back, you know, all on their own, and we can help them with that. And so I reached out to my friend uh, in Japan, Junya. He uh, is, is a Japanese Counter-Strike legend. He has been pushing Japanese esports slowly but surely, you know, up that very, very slippery slope, and he's been doing it for years without so much as, you know, a pat on the back or a thank you, but he's been doing it. And over the past two years, especially, he was running his own league called Utage. They are now doing very, very well, you know, because of the amount of attention Japanese esports is doing. Mm -hmm. But we came to him and we said, look, why don't we help you create an esports brand? We didn't ask him to put any money into this, just his 
you know, uh, willingness to work with us. And this was a gentleman's agreement, a handshake, no black and white, nothing. We said, look, whatever, you know, you make from this, just promise us you'll put some of it back into Utage so that you don't have to go around You're looking for sponsors all the time. It'll just be an easy thing for you. You can focus on actually making the league bigger so that your end goal of raising the Japanese scene can be met. And so that's what it is. We, that's, that, that's how we, we ended up making this. So this is our first product, uh, the uh, Zigen NP01. And we, we decided to come up with something that we were proud of, you know, our concept of an esports product together, you know, with Junior's input. Zigen actually uh, comes from Zen, which means to treat everything or to approach everything with love and kindness. Most people wouldn't expect that to be on a, you know, a gaming, gaming brand or a gaming mouse. But that's just the kind of guy he is, you know. And this is his brand, his product that he helped that, that we helped him develop. And in Japan, the feedback has been incredible. I remember when we first launched it, we sold out in seven minutes. Uh, when we, you know, restocked it again, again, I think it was under two minutes or something like that. The the Japanese fans really love what he's doing and really appreciate it. And they show it by going out there and buying the product. And he in turn gives it back to them. And for me, that was just, okay, that, that's what we're going to do. We're going to help other people create their own esports brands so that they can take care of the giving back and we can focus on what we know, which is making the product. You know, hopefully when our non-esports products come out as well, the reception will be just as good because, you know, we've all moved on. Like I said, I was traveling all the time. I was barely in Singapore for more than two weeks. So the stuff that yeah. I needed was not exactly an esports mouse. It was so many other things. But, you know, we, we hope that, you know, next year and the years to come, people will appreciate the products that we've made. Today, uh, I went to Simlim Square. I was going to post this on my Facebook, actually. Mm -hmm. I went to Simlim Square to visit this place called Techdrome. They're on the fifth mm -hmm. floor of Simlim Square. It's a very old, cool shop, yeah? Oh, yeah. Uh, when I was 15 years old, I went there to buy my first gaming mouse, 15 years old. And of course, I continued buying stuff from him over the years. Um, you know, became a professional player. We were forced to use certain types of equipment. So I, I stopped buying so much. But I always remembered Techdrome. I always would you know, go down every now and then. Today, I went down. Uh, I told him I'll be coming down. Uh, I wanted to see how he was doing. And I was so glad to see that people were still in and out of the shop throughout the time I was there. You know, he was saying people do a lot of online sales, but they still like to come here because, you know, they get to meet me and there's, there's good service. I gave him um, a mouse because for me, it's just coming full circle from going to that store and bought, buying a mouse, the first game, my first ever gaming mouse, you know, 20 years ago, now being able to give him and say, hey, I made this. For me, that was a, you know, come full circle moment. And his response was, can I, can I? have the mouse here and I'll open it up. And when people come in, I'll let them try it. And then I'll tell them where to buy it. The, the kindness and the goodness of people who have helped me over the past 20 years in esports is something that I will never forget. I remember, you know, Jin Lee, he used to be the, the editor for Digital Life. And a lot of the guys from the, the Digital Life team, I sent them a mouse as well. I met him for coffee and I was telling him about it. And again, all these things for me, I, I mean, they're not going to post about it anywhere or talk about it. But for me personally, it was just one of those small things that I felt I had to do to say thank you. Because without these people, there's no way I would have 
an esports career, you know, I, I always tell people, I think the concept of a self-made man is utter rubbish because all of us, doesn't matter where we are in life, all of us are standing on the shoulders of giants somewhere, somehow. Yeah, I've, I've been seeing, I, I did a bit of research. I've been seeing a lot of the reviews. The, the product looks amazing, man. You know, Thank uh, you. So, yeah, so for, for the mouse itself, is it, is it going to be available to public soon? Like, like are, are you guys going to restock it or... Yeah, man, uh, I was checking it out just now and it's still sold out. <laughs> so, <laughs> so for uh, for a lot of people, you know, when they Google the brand, they end up going to the US website and we are sold out in the US. We're sold out in Japan, um, you know, uh, Taiwan and all of that. But we do have some stock left in Europe and in Singapore, we have very limited stock left. We just need to go to vaxi.co and make sure you select the correct region. If you select the APEC region, you're going to go straight to the Singapore page. We have the mouse there. Shipping takes a day. I mean, like if you order it tomorrow, you get it the day after. Thank God we live in Singapore, right? <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, we still have a couple in stock. Uh, but once those are gone, we're going to have to wait till December because uh, the demand has been promising. Uh, I'm very grateful for you know the, the reception we've received so far. Mm. For those of you guys out there who are who wants to check out the mouse, it's really interesting. Just head over to www.vexy.co. Check it out yourself because I was checking it out just now. I was hoping that I could I could like purchase it, but it is still sold out. So it's kind of amazing that what you are doing right now, man, Prasad. I I appreciate you saying that. But again, Singapore guys, you know, um, I'll I'll send you guys the the link later. Uh, mm. For the APEC region, we do have some stock left. So, yeah, please go <laughs> click if you like <laughs> it, buy it. I mean, we never do a hard sell because, again, there's no such thing as one product for every single person. Yep. But, you know, we've got new original shapes coming out for esports products. We've got, um, I guess, we're trying to create new new things because we see a need for new things. Yeah, definitely. Really looking forward to that as well, man. Okay. Um, so I have a question for Prasad. Uh, mm. I think what I mentioned earlier, you know, about uh, this brand Vexi, um, they are not only doing esports products, but they will you know slowly do things uh, which people use every day. So I think Prasad, uh, do you have any idea on what some of these products may be? I mean, I mean, yes, of course. Um, yeah. but you know, we're just not ready to to share that yet. What mm. I will say is this, you know we targeted it for people like myself. This this headset I'm using, I've used older versions of this headset since I was 18 years old. I've never changed because I recognize the quality of it. It, it meets my needs. So a newer version comes out, I got it. I got this secondhand for like 90 bucks. I'm all about less waste and, and all of that. And that's also what Vaxi is about. We hate creating waste. Our packaging is super minimal, um, but you know, Unlike some companies, we give you everything you need to use the, the product. Uh, we don't you know, uh, skimp on any of that. But at the same time, we don't want people to just be buying stuff for the sake of buying it. Find something that suits you and stick to it. And that's the same approach we're going to have with our non-esports products. Mm-hmm. We're going to put it out there. We're going to give you as much information as we can. Compare it all you want and then decide for yourself, okay, I think this is a product for me. Uh, I'm going to buy that then use that product for the next five, six years. We don't want you guys to be coming back every year and buying something new and creating new waste. We live in a different world. We can't afford to do this kind of stuff anymore. So we, uh, we, we have to change the, the way we you know, approach 
consumerism in general. But yeah, not 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 ready to to share yet. But when we are, definitely let you guys know. It's funny that you were mentioning about your headset because we have one comment here from Facebook, Abbas Abuza. I would love to get Prasad's headset. LOL. Ah, <laughs> uh, I think these are the Sennheiser Game Zero. So they got two versions. One where you know it's like open, so you can hear sound coming in from outside. These are the closed ones because. You know, as a as a professional gamer, you want to keep all the noise out. Plus, the reason why all of us used to love this because this was the first gaming headset that you could fold. So, oh, sick! Wow. So that that was the the big thing for us because we could pack it and throw it into our gaming yep. bags and and travel. So, it's a it's a winning design. If it ain't broke, you know, why, why fix it, right? <laughs> Yeah, man. Okay, so we have just reached our one hour and seven minutes mark. Uh, we have so many questions. We really hope that uh, we can have Prasad back again uh, so that we can continue on and uh, ask more questions. Maybe, Fair, you have uh, last words for Prasad's, uh, Prasad, maybe? Um, okay, I think, first of all, I would like to thank Prasad for you know, uh, joining us on this stream, you know, especially on our first episode of the FTRD podcast. Uh, I hope you know the gamers out there uh, have a better idea on the esports industry. You know, it's not only you know just uh, winning competitions. You know, I think it's important to know what goes uh, what goes on behind the scenes. You know, what people like Prasad are trying to do in the scenes to help these new gamers out yeah. there. You know, um, like Prasad mentioned earlier, you know, we are trying to give back to the community. You know, we are trying our best to help all these younger gamers uh, to improve, to do well. Um, and especially in Singapore, you know, like uh, me and Prasad, we agree there are lots of talents out here, you know, but just that they are not really exposed to you know uh, things like this. You know, there's, there's, there, I feel that we as pioneers in the industry, we should take the first step to educate them. You know. To expose them to certain things, and hopefully, you know, um, we will start to see more local players, you know, uh, being mentioned, being recognized, uh, in in the future. Um, as for you know, uh, female gaming, or uh, I I didn't get to say anything earlier, because uh, you guys were bombarding with, with, with <laughs> questions, you know. Um, Very fair. But uh, yeah, I mean, I have female. Uh, friends who are gamers as well, and this uh, this one question which I want to ask Prasad, uh, I'm 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 sorry to drag you further, um, oh, but there's, there's this one question uh, because a few of them are really good at the game, you know, but they are scared to go competitive, they are scared to even you know, show themselves in public, you know, um, because you know of the stereotypes, you know, like I've been to FIFA competitions, you know, where there are female players, and then you know in at the back, you know, you get guys. Uh, I'm saying that, hey, that's a female gamer, you know, like, uh, it'd be such a shame to lose to them. I mean, it's, it's not a nice thing to say. And you know, how can female gamers, you know, have more confidence uh, to portray their talent out there? I, I would approach it very much the same way uh, we approach the guy's situation about how guys should call out something if they see it, because hey, in the future, it could be somebody that you know, somebody that's close to you that, you know, wants to be in esports or ends up being at the receiving end of something quite ugly. To all my fellow female gamers out there, 
And, you know, I've been blessed to be friends with, with some of the best professional female gamers in the world. I have so much respect for them because of all the abuse that they've had, they've had to put up with. You know, they've been breaking down these doors, uh, you know, like these glass ceilings for, for years and years and years, and, and they have not stopped. Female gamers here, think about it this way. If you don't compete, your little sister, your cousin, whoever it is, they are not going to compete either. Whatever generation you're in right now, there's a generation that's going to come after and they're going to look up to you. They count on you to you know, push these boundaries for them. Without you, they're not going to have a future. So to all of you that you know, hopefully are one day going to become moms or you have a, a younger sister, niece, whatever, think about them. You're not just doing it for yourself. I mean, of course you love it, but you have a responsibility to the people in your community as well. I, I always look at it that way whenever I'm afraid to do something. Um, I think about the people that are closest to me and I, I recognize that my actions are going to affect them as well. So that always helps me kind of, you know, put myself out of my comfort zone. And guys, come on. It's 2020. Be accepting. All right. Women typically are smarter than all of us. Let us just agree. All the married guys here, I know you're shaking your head already. You're like, yes, my wife is right. It, it, it's true. It's true. It's, yes. Yes, it's reading comment. It's, it's, it's true. It's true outside, you know, in real life. In, in the game, it's also the same thing. Come on, just be accepting. You know, be, be the definition of a man, right? Stand up for people. Protect them let people speak their truth, right? Don't, don't be one of those guys that's always hating on other people or making that, that awful comment. Nobody's going nobody's gonna to be your friend 10 years from now, man. Nobody's going to want to be friends with that guy. Exactly. I, I would like to, to say one last thing, um, and this is to... And I don't often get a chance to, to speak to, to the younger gamers, especially if you're in Singapore. And, you know, you're looking for an organization to represent. And there are a lot of organizations in Singapore nowadays. Decide for yourself whether they are more concerned with their social media and Instagram page or whether they are more concerned in your well-being as a player. It is very important to have that distinction because I know that most esports organizations come out these days in the hopes of making it big, of becoming viral, they will put a lot of effort into what their social media looks like, website, jerseys. They'll, they'll put all of that out there. But the actual development of the player, where all that money could have been spent, you could have put it into developing the team, getting them better training, better equipment, uh, you know, outside coaching, mental coaching, physical fitness coaching. That money could have all gone in there to create a winning team, a winning product. If you come across uh, an organization that is more interested in, you know, uh, your abilities to bring in the numbers as opposed to wanting to support you, my advice is don't do it. Start your own org if you have to, you know, stay solo for as long as you need to. Don't, don't succumb to the Instagram life because I think we all know that, you know, what you see on Instagram, 99% of the time, it's a snapshot of reality 
you know, it's like that one good angle that we have. Uh, so yeah, I, I just I just had to say that because I see a lot of uh, people just. I mean, uh, we are lucky because Prasad, you know that we run a, a, a esports team as well, and yeah. we also do. Uh, we also like uh, emphasize our players to post things up on social media, but at the same time, we also emphasize on their 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 the way they play and uh, how they improve as a player. So, Abang Yas, uh, lucky we are doing both. Uh, we are not. <laughs> board, so, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm sure, like with, with fur yeah. on board. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Now, I think actually the, the other thing that you talked about a lot about development, I think that's really important. I think a lot yeah. of organization, and that's something that I'm really taking, uh, I'm putting a lot of seriousness in, like things like, you know, me and Faye talked about NLP, you know, mental coaching, you know, you know, uh, situational coaching, you know, understanding how to deal with pressure, you know, like you say, you know, making sure you're fit, you know, making sure, all of those is literally 50%. You, know, you can you can be really good at the game, but if you don't have the other 50%, which is the mental capacity to actually compete, then, then it's, it's not going to work. So I think that's also something that, you know, we at FTRD are really taking a lot of seriousness in. Uh, we are actually trying to develop that for our players also because we also believe that, you know, it's really not just, you know, being being good is really, really important. We want the talent, definitely. But developing the talent to the next level equates to, you know, mental preparation, you know, uh, co- like you say, external coaching, you know, working yeah. with, with other people that have actually done so much better than us, you know, being humble enough to actually ask those people to help us, you know, if you can. I yep. think that's really, really important. Yeah, yeah. yeah definitely. Great. Yeah. Abaya, do you have any last words for Prasad? No, nah, I mean, I think, I think this has been really, really good. I hope you can come back again. I think there will be a lot yeah. of opportunities, you know, hopefully to, for you to come back. You know, we will have, you will be, you know, working on a lot of topics. And also, I think like we said, we ourselves, were, as part of FDRD, we are trying, you know, to kind of build that, you know, Team Titan of, of FIFA, you know, in Apex, you know, you know, if, if 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 you know if 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 things go well for us, I mean, we are really working towards that. And I think in order for us, I always believe that in order in order for us to do well, we need to work with like-minded people. You know, uh, having Fair on board, having Round on board has been a great help to us. And I think a lot of things that you said today, you know, hopefully is a lesson for a lot of you. I think the thing that really stood out is about your hunger, right? When you were at that stage, you wanted so much to succeed, you were willing to. You're willing to quit your girlfriend at that point in time. <laughs> so that, kind of, that kind of conviction is not, is not, is a lot of people don't want that conviction. They just want, like you say, they want the fame, they want the likes, they want the shares, you know, they want the, they want the attention, you know, but they don't want that will to succeed. And the will to succeed is actually what actually gets you all of that eventually, you know. So it's not about the fame first, it's actually it's about, you know, doing well enough, then the fame will come naturally. Um, and if and when you have that, it doesn't necessarily is a good thing. Also, it's something that you have to kind of deal with. A lot of people don't know how difficult that part of that life is, you know, until you get into it. So I think there's a lot of really good, you know, um, you know, things that you know, that's what I took. You know, I always believe that when you listen to someone speak, always have at least one thing that you can kind of take. I think that's one thing I would like to take you note: know, that conviction, right? The conviction is the that, that need to succeed is actually really important, you know, especially when you're starting out in your career. So hopefully, that's something that I can impart. You know, I guess to, to the members of the team. Uh, but thank you so much, Prasad. You know, this is really been and I really hope that you can come in again. There will be a lot of opportunities for that, uh, definitely. Yeah. Rao, how okay. about you? on your end. Yeah, of course. As for me, like uh, I think, uh, special shout out to the uncle who introduced you to uh, Counter Strike. And I, I actually went through the same thing as well. There was this shop uh, near my home uh, a couple of years back. So I went to play Counter-Strike for the first time. And that is also where I learned Impulse 101, bro. 
to get that dollars <laughs> by all of the guns that I can use. But uh, the thing about me is uh, I couldn't proceed on to become a pro gamer because I was caught by my sister for not going to school. And I went to that <laughs> landscape shop to play and I got one tight slap from my sister and that was it. I stopped playing uh, games. But from your story, I think it's really interesting on how you grew from becoming a professional gamer to uh, an entrepreneur, if I may say. A, a successful one because I still can't purchase your mouse. Uh, <laughs> and I think it's really, really uh, great that uh, you are also promoting female gamers as well. I think that is very, very positive because I have two daughters as well. And I am hoping, fingers crossed, that they will love to play games as well in the future. You never know. So I really would like people out there to also uh, take this back uh, and show your love and support to all the female gamers as well. If you feel or you heard or you hear something that is not right, please stop them. Like just what Prasad say. And that's Definitely. all. Thank you so much for spending your time. I think I really enjoyed the whole education uh, for this interview. It's a perfect uh, episode, uh, Fair. Thank you so much for putting this together as well, Fair. Yeah, no problem. No problem. Good job. <laughs> uh, you have uh, last words. I know you had your last words just now. Maybe you have like where to check you out. Uh, I heard you 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 deleted your Instagram, bro. Yeah, I, I believe it's a it's a waste of time. Actually, you know, I'm I'm one of those people that gets very addicted to it, which shows you know how good Instagram is as a as a platform. But about two months back. I, I removed it because I was spending so much time on social media as it is because of Vaxi. I answer a lot of the queries and questions myself. Um, you know, a lot of the co-founders do. Like, it's it's our thing. It's, we love talking to people, right? It's one of the reasons why we decided, ah, let's leave from a, a new thing. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I, I'm on. I'm easily searchable on Facebook. Always happy to be friends if anybody wants to add me. Um, happy to talk esports or, or, or whatever else, right? Uh, I'm, I'm pretty easy to find. Thank you so much, my guy. Matt Love. Uh, I also would like to say thank you so much for everyone out there who's been joining us uh, for all of your comments. Uh, we will not be giving away any prize la, this week. Uh, maybe next week we'll continue to do that la, because we had so many uh, things to talk about today. Uh, maybe <laughs> yeah. I'll yeah. Yeah, yeah, we actually we actually announced that we are giving a we'll give away but we choose the winner in the next episode. That's yes. Okay, let's let let's do it. We really said no. Anyway, we'll review what the prize is. It's, it's pretty awesome. Uh, but yeah, we will give away a prize next week. Uh, like we always do in this podcast. So have so do join in. Uh, next week we'll definitely have an awesome uh you know topic for for everyone to come. Yeah, man. Uh, that's all from us. Thank you so much once again. Uh, we really hope that you guys can uh, follow, like, subscribe, uh, do whatever you need to do. And thank you so much for joining us today. My name is Rauzan. That is Fair, Yas, and our special guest, Prasad. Thank you so much, guys. Have a great night.